We are so tired of trash baseball takes. The same tired, recycled jokes about Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the Angels. Well, Mike is gone, and little brother John is on the loose, so watch out. Hold on to your butts, because it's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way you can help us out and give something back to the show is by simply leaving a rate and a review. It really helps other people to find the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And comment below because then the YouTube algorithm gods will smile upon us and help other Angel fans find the show. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB, that's all caps, one word, for $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for being here for this edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you normally, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John Frisch, I'm one half of the Super Halo Bros., and Locked On Angels. And my brother Mike is with the family at Disneyland. So if you're down there and you see a tall, skinny, curly-haired guy and you think, is that Mike from Locked On Angels? It probably is. So feel free to say hello. Hey, get your questions in for Fan Mail Friday because that's coming up tomorrow. And on today's show, we're talking about the solid depth pieces that the Angels have added and how that's going to help them in their matchups against left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching. So how can the Angels take advantage of this this season? Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, I have to address something. Now, normally, we do our best to provide insights into the team. We give you stats. We give you analytics to kind of help you talk about your halos with other people. But man, after the WBC and the way it ended in that epic matchup between Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, I have seen the most terrible takes online about the Angels, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. And I'm really kind of sick of the trash takes that we've seen about our favorite team. So excuse me for taking the bait because I know it's clickbait. I know that this is what they want us to do. But what kind of Angel fan would I be? What kind of Locked On Angels host would I be if I didn't take a moment to address them and dress them down. I know I'm probably speaking to the choir here because obviously you're an Angel fan. I'm an Angel fan. But I got to stick up for our guys. I got to defend them. And it all starts with Mike Trout and his performance in the WBC. So let me just remind everybody how Trout performed across all the games in the WBC. First of all, he had 27 at-bats, second on the team, behind Mookie Betts. He hit 296, had a 406 on base percentage, a 556 slugging percentage, and a 962 OPS. Eight hits, two doubles, one triple, four runs, one home run, seven RBIs, five walks, 12 Ks, and one stolen base. Now, he's been criticized for not performing well enough in the WBC, but those numbers are pretty good. 
Second of all, without Trout, Team USA would have been eliminated by Columbia if it wasn't for him driving in all three runs for Team USA. There would have been no final between Team USA and Team Japan without Mike Trout. Now against Shohei Otani, I've seen people criticize Trout up and down for striking out against one of the greatest players of all time in Shohei Otani. And, uh, and I see this take of, all he does is strike out. He can't handle the big moment. Well, let me tell you something. Mike Trout has a 22% strikeout percentage across his career. The league average over the same amount of time, 21.2. So he's right in line with league average. You know who else struck out against Team Japan's incredible pitching with their fastballs and their splitters? National League MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Trey Turner, who was a beast the last few games, driving in all those runs and home runs. Cedric Mullins also struck out. You know what Trout didn't do? He didn't ground into a double play and kill the rally in the ninth. You know what Trout did do in the first inning is stretch a bloop single into a double and then didn't get driven in. Trout, who earlier in the night had been struck out on splitters down in the zone, he knows Otani's repertoire. He knows what Otani can bring to the mound. And Otani challenged him. They both pulled out all the stops. And he was late on Otani's fastball. Pardon him for being late in the middle of March, but that's not an excuse. That's just Otani giving him his best and Trout trying to swing at his best. And then the pitch that Otani got Trout out on was the absolute most perfect slider anybody has ever seen in their entire life. It broke the grading scale. Pitches are graded on a scale of 20 to 80. And you know what Otani's was? 81. It was quite literally in the strike zone until the very last second. And Nolan Arenado, who was a stud, he said if Trout couldn't hit it, then nobody probably could hit it. That's called tunneling. When the baseball's trajectory is similar to another pitch when it comes down to the strike zone, you've got the fastball and the slider following the same path from the hand to the strike zone to home plate, and then suddenly it changes. And that's what happened with that slider. Same path with the fastball and that killer slider that veered off away from Trout at the last second. And to top it off, Trout was on time with that swing on the slider. Not late, not early. He read the slider and missed it away out of reach. And that's after seeing 100 miles an hour down the zone, 102 in the dirt. Mike Trout was on time to that slider. And lastly, Trout getting criticized for staying with the Angels and this is the biggest moment of his career, he'll never experience this. Well, listen, critical people would say that if Trout left, you, you'd call him a ring chaser. And if he stayed, it's because he's loyal to the Angels. He's loyal to the team. But people like to say, oh, he just stayed for the money. You don't think that if he waited out this contract that he was on before he signed the extension, that he wouldn't have gotten paid even more than he's making now? Just to say that he wanted the bag is ridiculous. Now, let me talk about Shohei Otani because there's a lot of nonsense going around about him as well. Skip Bayless on Skip and Shannon said he's never seen Shohei Otani show such emotion 
with the Angels as he did in the WBC. First of all, Skip, do a Google search because you'll find plenty of pictures of Shohei Otani running down the line and putting his arms out to say that he's safe. Yeah, he's done that with the Angels. Celebrating a walk-off with his teammates. Yeah, he's done that. Fist pumping and yelling after a big inning-ending strikeout. Yeah, he's done that too. So don't dwindle Shohei Otani's emotion and effort down to the WBC because he goes out there every single day with everything that he has. So don't say he's not passionate. Don't say he doesn't care about winning with the Angels because he's shown that day in and day out. Second, this article from Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times about Shohei Otani's performance in the WBC and why he needs to leave the Angels. There's Listen to this quote from Dylan Hernandez's article. Here's another way Otani can give back to the game that has given him so much. He can find a new team next winter, one that offers him the kind of stage this WBC did. This is where he belongs. This is where he can do the most, both for his legacy and the game that he loves. Let me pick this apart because this is ridiculous. He can give back to the game that's given him so much. That's given him so much? Dylan, brother, Shohei has given the game of baseball so much. Otani owes you nothing. You and everyone like you doubted him when he came to the league and struggled in spring training in 2018. You and everyone like you doubted him when he wanted to do both. And the Angels gave him the chance to do both. You know who wouldn't have given Otani the chance to be a pitcher and a hitter? The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Dodgers. They'd have made him choose. And now all of a sudden, everybody wants Shohei Otani because of who he's become in his career in the MLB. People like you doubted him as rookie of the year just because he got hurt and couldn't pitch halfway through the season. And not only that, you still doubted him in 2021 when he won the MVP by saying he should choose either to be a pitcher or choose to be a hitter because he can't do both. Well, you know what? He won the MVP because he did both, and he did them superbly. You still doubted him last year when he arguably had the single greatest season of all time. Yet you and everyone like you and everyone in the media awarded Aaron Judge the MVP because he broke a seventh place record. That's why you didn't give it to Otani. Otani owes you nothing. We wouldn't have the Otani that we have now, the one that you covet, the one that you desire, and the one that you admire. And if he didn't choose the team that he did, if he didn't choose the team who let him do both, if he didn't choose the team that decided to let him work through Tommy John surgery and other injuries, if he didn't choose the team that gave him no restrictions, if he didn't choose the team that let Shohei Otani find himself in this league, then you wouldn't have the Shohei Otani that you think should ditch the Angels because they don't give him the platform like the WBC. What a ridiculous take. The team that let him do all of that is the Angels. And he chose them because he knew they would let him. Otani owes you baseball, media. He owes you nothing. He owes you nothing. It's his decision and his only. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, maybe you're on your phone, feel free to use that screen share 
or screen record button on your phone. Take whatever part of this rant that you want. Post it, share it. I don't care because people need to know that their trash takes are exactly that. They're trash. Coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to have a little bit of a palate cleanser and we're going to talk about what this lineup will look like as the Angels have the chance to play the matchups this season. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events doesn't have to be stressful. With the Game Time app, ticket buying for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters is fast and easy. This app offers great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee on the Game Time app. You can do this. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. You can see images of your seats before you buy so you know what to expect when you get there and when you arrive. You can find the lowest price guarantee and even get cancellation protection. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. They're right there on your phone. Grab tickets without the stress and get those on the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB, one word, all caps, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB, all caps, one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And whew, we got to come down from that rant and talk, you know, some normal baseball, right? And so I'm excited that we can move on from those trash takes and get into the good stuff about our team. Now, we know that the Angels added a lot of depth to this roster in the offseason. Now, that in part is because they want to be able to deal with injuries, but the added depth does provide the Angels with some opportunities to play the matchups depending on if there's a lefty or a righty on the mound. We know the lineup will probably consist of these five people every single time. Taylor Ward leading off, Mike Trout in the second spot, Shohei Otani in the third spot, Anthony Rendon batting cleanup, Hunter Renfro will probably round out the top five. They're going to fill out the top of the order, but then you get to kind of play with the lineup a bit. You have the flexibility in how you want to approach an opposing pitcher this year. Now, we're talking lefty-righty splits, and what we mean by that is we're talking how a hitter performs against a left-handed pitcher versus a right-handed pitcher. Let's look at some of the lefty-righty splits for a couple of angels who, you know, will probably be in the lineup most days, but if they're coming off the bench or maybe they're a backup, we might see them a little bit more often as well. So let me start with Luis Renjifo, who is actually a switch hitter. So he bats from the left, he can bat from the right. Let me give you his stats for both. As a righty, as a right-handed batter facing a left-handed pitcher, last year in 2022, Luis Renjifo had 172 plate appearances, 52 hits, 7 doubles, 1 triple, 11 home runs, 22 RBIs, 18 strikeouts, 5 walks, this is the kicker, a 315 average, 
and a 909 on base plus slugging percentage. That's huge. You really want somewhere like in the 800s, like 800 even, is a good player and a good OPS. So the fact that he's 109 points higher than that is a very good thing. As a lefty, again, Renjifo's a switch hitter. As a lefty facing a right-handed pitcher, here's the stats. Of course, he's going to face more righties because righties are more common. He had 338 plate appearances against a right-handed pitcher as a left-handed batter. 76 hits, 15 doubles, 3 triples, 6 home runs, 30 RBIs, 61 strikeouts, 12 walks, and here's what you got to pay attention to. A 235 average and a 625 OPS. So as a righty against lefties, he's sitting 315 and has a 909 OPS. And as a left-handed hitter facing a right-handed pitcher, a 235 average and a 625 OPS. Listen, the, the, the righties are obviously the larger sample size because there's more righties. But to see that Geefy has a 909 OPS against lefties makes him a solid choice when there's a lefty on the mound. It kind of makes you wonder if it's worth it to have him hit right-handed all the time, considering him as a left-handed pitcher against righties doesn't really yield great results. Or I, I, I should say, yeah, left-handed pitcher facing righties, not great results. Uh, he did go righty-righty just once last season, and he got a hit. So that's something to consider. But as far as Luis Renjifo facing a lefty, great numbers and a great choice against the lefty starting pitcher. Let's talk about Jared Walsh because he's at first base, but obviously he really struggles as a left-handed hitter against left-handed pitching. And to get a better sense of what he can do, I don't want to talk about the injury year, which was 2022. Let's go back to that all-star year of 2021. Jared Walsh, versus righties had a 333 batting average and a 994 OPS. Once you get around that thousand mark, you're golden. Now versus lefties, Jared Walsh really struggled. He had a 170 average and a 565 OPS. Now since that's the case, with the added depth that the Halos got this past offseason, we actually have some good first base options. Gio Urshela actually has some pretty even splits versus lefties and righties. Here's his stats against lefties. A 291 average and a 775 OPS versus righties. He's got a 283 average and a 763 OPS. So Gio Urshela actually hits better against lefties, slightly better than he does against righties. So if you need to sit Walsh against a lefty, you could plug in Gio Urshela at first base. How about Brandon Drury? Listen to this. Versus lefties, he's got a 299 average and a 955 OPS. So that guy crushes lefty pitchers. While we're on the subject of, of splits, I, I kind of had to share this funny stat for Andrew Velasquez. Now, I don't think he's going to make the team out of camp. I think he'll be better suited in AAA, but let me, let me just refresh your memory of last year. He was a switch hitter all season until right before he got hurt and and was out the rest of the season and that at a certain point he decided to just bat strictly right-handed as a right-handed hitter against lefties he was 225 batting average and a 548 OPS and then when he would switch to the left side against right-handed pitchers 
he had a 170 average and a 504 OPS. Now, in righty righty matchups where he's a right-handed hitter versus a right-handed pitcher, he only had 13 plate appearances, so I understand this is a very small sample size, but I, I just had to laugh and share it with you. He had a 417 average and a 1.128 OPS, so over 1,000 in the OPS department. So I got to say, if they put Andrew Velasquez in AAA and let him figure it out strictly right-handed, maybe he'll go down there and mash and get some confidence. So if we ever need him at any point during the season, especially his glove, maybe he can put it together and hit some right-handed pitching. Hey, Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get that no-sweat first bet, and it's up to one thousand dollars all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app it's safe it's secure super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scorers and threes made plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, getting into our last conversation of the day, we've discussed what potential matchups we could see against lefties. And we know that the Angels have the ability to not only have depth and avoid injury or at least be uh, secure against injuries, right? So if somebody goes down, you have a capable player taking their place, not maybe replacing a superstar, but at least somebody who knows how to play baseball, right? Not only does that depth provide them with a defense against injury, but they can play the matchup. So like I mentioned earlier, the top five in this batting order is probably going to be Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, and Hunter Renfro. So now, after that, you have the ability to kind of mix and match. So what's this lineup look like against lefties? Well, again, you have that top five that I mentioned. But how about this? Brandon Drury at six, Gio Urshela at seven, and then some combination of Stassi or Ohapi at eight, and then Renjifo in the nine hole. Can you imagine what Renjifo was able to do last season? And he's your ninth hitter in the batting order. Incredible. Against righties, you might have some combination of Drury playing second, Jared Walsh playing first base because, again, much better against righties. Stassi or Ohapi, depending on the situation. I do have to say, Logan Ohapi does hit lefties pretty well, so that would be something to consider. And then, this is a tough one for me because I love this guy, but it just seems like more and more He's losing his spot. And you guys know that Mike and I love David Fletcher. We did a whole episode on why he's important to this team. However, I think that Renjifo gets the advantage of starting over David Fletcher. Maybe David Fletcher can start against righties, but the fact is there are many more righties in the league than lefties. And you wouldn't want to just save Renjifo for just the lefties. You wouldn't be using him enough. Fletcher's an anomaly, man, because his OPS 
was slightly better than Renjifo's in 2022. I don't know if that's enough to start him over Renjifo. Plus, in 2021, Fletcher hit lefties better. So he's just a mystery because in 2022, he hit righties better. And then in 21, he hit lefties better. Personally, I'd rather roll with Renjifo to start the season. And if you need David Fletcher as a defensive backup, you can do that. I, I have to look at Brett Phillips as well. And while his stats are not great, he is a left-handed bat. So if we're seeing him maybe once a week, or at least coming in as a defensive replacement, you have the ability to have a left-handed bat come off the bench and face the righty on the mound. Again, numbers aren't great for Brett Phillips, but it is something to consider, especially with that speed. He can certainly pinch run for you, but if he has to come to the plate, his numbers are certainly better against righties because he is a lefty. Now, you probably noticed I didn't touch the top five of the batting order because that order of Ward, Trout, Otani, Rendon, and Renfro together, those guys are going to mash, absolutely. And I feel like in each game, you'll want to see Brandon Drury in there in some form or fashion, whether that's second base or first base if he's replacing Walsh against a, uh, against a lefty, or Gio Urshela may replace Walsh as well. Maybe he'll play shortstop. Maybe he could slot in at shortstop as well. The fact is, the Angels have added so much depth because they want to fight against injury. They want to be uh, protected against injury. This also gives them the ability to mix and match. And, you know, a starting pitcher is not going to go all nine innings unless you're Shohei Otani. But if the opposing team brings in an opposite-handed hitter, you can counter that with somebody like Drury, who's good against lefties, or Walsh against righties. So you don't have to necessarily stick with that game plan all nine innings. It really depends on who's starting, who's coming in in relief. And then sometimes you just have those, just those moments that really confound you. Like when Jared Walsh was up against a Roldis Chapman, a lefty-lefty matchup, and Walsh hit a grand slam to help the Angels come back and then later win the game against the Yankees. That was that rain delay game in 2021. Walsh took a lefty deep, and while his numbers are not great against lefties, uh, he was great against Aroldis Chapman that night. So uh, honestly, the numbers don't lie. They, they tell you who the best matchups are, but really, once you're out there, anything goes. So anything can happen on that field. Can we just get to 2023 already? I want to see this team go. I'm excited for this lineup. I'm excited for the matchups. Hopefully, Phil Nevin will mix and match and, and you know, get, get tricky with the lineup, get cute with the lineup, and really make something happen for these Halos this season. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen. And for your second listen today, you got to check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom Every day, they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. You don't want to miss it. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure you give us a follow at Locked On Angels, and you can connect with Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Instagram and Twitter. 
as well. And tomorrow, we're doing Fan Mail Friday, so make sure you get your questions in, whether that's the YouTube comments or a comment on Twitter or a DM on Instagram. We love getting your questions and answering them. So I hope to see you again tomorrow. We'll be right here. Until then, my name is John, and I look forward to answering your questions tomorrow.